latest episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better. NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, they got you covered. So just go to BetQL.com, promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com, promo code SGP30 for 30% off. And we're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas is like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And we're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is the stock exchange for the sports bets. It allows you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG. And that's legal in 40 states. So sign up at betteredge.com for a code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B E T T O R edge.com promo code S G P All right, welcome back, UG Jens. This is Boston Capper with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer, to break down the DFS and betting side of the WGC Workday Championship. Steve, are you ready for this one, baby? I am, but it, uh, I don't think the uh, tournament now is uh, the main story, unfortunately, no? based on a little story that happened today. And uh, we probably should give a couple of comments on it, right? Yeah, we have we have, we have. Yeah, we absolutely should. I mean, the fact that I have COVID is a huge story. <laughs> yes, that, that is the most significant injury <laughs> medical news today. That uh, uh, we are doing this podcast, and uh, my co-host has uh, has the Rona. Yeah, I popped. I popped positive today, so Steve, don't lean too close to the screen. I don't know if it transmits that way. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually wearing a mask. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, boys, it wasn't the problem the other night. It's uh, it, it was it was it was the COVID. Uh, yes. But Tiger, man, I mean, how crazy was that? Like I, so I, I was in a meeting and then, yeah, I, knew you were. <laughs> uh, I heard my phone blowing up. And I'm like, what, what's that? And right. uh, yeah, the, uh, the golf world exploded with, uh, you know, Tiger Woods getting in a car accident. Uh, it just, it seems like, I mean, this guy's story, dude. I mean, it just, yeah. That, I mean, yeah. I know, but but let's not let's not speculate too much, right? Like, no, it was, we're not. It was seven a.m., right? Yeah. And word is that he was going to meet. Um, fuck, he just played with Dwayne Wade and uh, David Spade yesterday, and apparently he was going to play with two other. I can't remember now off the top of my head the the celebrities he was going to go play with, some, like two other athletes, um, in the morning. But holy shit, man, there was no skid marks. Uh, it went across the other lane of traffic and he was like 500 feet off the road. That is fucking wild. Yeah. I mean, I, I only mean, I'm not trying to speculate. I'm only saying like, there's just been so many off the course things Oh my god! and now you just add this to it. And I mean, I will probably find out eventually what happened. Uh, yeah. I, I hope it was an accident, but yeah, I mean, he is lucky to be alive. Yeah. He uh, and it's, it's a miracle. He didn't hit anybody else. I mean, it really is cutting across, yeah. cutting across two lanes of traffic like that, dude. It's fucking, it's that's nuts. Yeah. So I mean, wish him best. Uh, we're yeah. not going to see him for a Ever while again. Ever again. Probably not. No. I I think. I mean, you know, he was already rehabbing from the back. 
Now he's he going to have has, multiple compound fractures on his leg. Yep. And so what is he not going to be doing for the next six, seven months? Rehabbing that back. It's, it's going to be, yeah. Never mind the legs. The legs are going to take longer than six or seven months. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, it's, it might be it for it's, him. It yeah, is. It's, it's, fucking, it's crazy. It's, yep. it's, so it, it really makes me appreciate uh, the masters last year. Oh yeah. I mean, when I was watching sports center, they showed him hugging uh, Charlie and uh, his yeah. kids. I got some of the tingles in the fields, guys. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, you never, I mean, you know, obviously he's not, thank God, you know, he's, he's alive. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's weird to have, I, I can't think of anything in my lifetime. Well, I mean, I was a baby when Len Bias died. Right. And then I was before, well, who's the catcher Munson, right. For the Yankees, like a, an athlete who was still playing. That was like, a, like a huge name in the sport died. Right. Didn't yeah. get a retirement or anything like that. And so it's weird that because Lucky that didn't happen, uh, but it's crazy. We're not going to see him again. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's Dale Earnhardt when no. he hit the wall. Yeah. That was, that was not a fun night when that, I'm a big NASCAR fan. If you guys read my stuff over at sportsgamblingpockets.com. And yeah, I mean, that's basically, I mean, well, Dale Earnhardt died. I'm not going to compare that. But, right. Yeah. Right. But, but I mean, re- regardless, I mean, this was shocking that it happened. Um, you know, as a human, I wish him best. So like, yeah, all I mean, that's a dad, bad. man. You know, he's got two, he's got, what is he's got two small kids, right? He's got two kids. Um, you know, I mean, obviously we saw Charlie at the, uh, the father son, yep. I mean, you know, maybe this will be, maybe he can just take a step back and, you know, mentor Charlie now and, yeah. you know, just, you know, do that. But, uh, I mean, unfortunately, you know, I mean, now this is really going to hang over the tournament. Oh, um, do you see you that know, I, fucking asshole reporter who like blindsided fucking JT? I, I didn't see it. I heard that. I saw the quotes from JT. I mean, he was broken. We'll talk about JT in a little bit, but I mean, th- this is unfortunately, I think is probably going to factor in some gambling angles. Oh, because uh, there are certain guys who yep. are very good friends with tiger that this probably is going to affect. Well, um, is, so it, that's, that's, that's the thing about playing on chess psychiatrist, right? Is it going to affect him negatively or is it going to make him want to go out and crush the field? I think for some certain guys it's going to affect him positively and negatively. And we can't say that, but I, I, right. I think also too, like I, I was hoping to get some more hints about how the golf course is going to get played yeah, and like how they're set up. Nope. There was something that came out yesterday. I shared with the Slack channel that where they talked to Paul Azinger and Gary Koch and they're both, I guess, members of concessions. So they talked about the golf course and they say, listen, it's, it's a very hard golf course for mere mortals, but you know, I mean, for some of these guys, it, it can be, it can be had. And, and I, I kind of take a little bit of issue with Paul Azinger said, cause he kind of seemed very cavalier when he said, Oh, well, if you just carry it three ten off the tee, you're fine. Well, like two players can do that. Like, <laughs> like actually carry it three ten in the air, the air. At, at 50 feet of elevation. It's not like they're playing in Mexico where right. everybody can do it. So, you know, I, I, I think he made it sound a little easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Gary Koch put it a little better that um, I don't think it doesn't sound like they're going to really push the limit to this thing. Uh, it sounds like they're going to slow it down. They're going to have a little easier pin positions. I still think the greens are going to play pretty fast. Okay. So are they going to play fast like Muirfield Village? Probably not. I mean, that's 14 cent meter. Is it going to play like Bay Hill or Quail Hollow? That's more like 12 and a half, 13. Yeah, I think it will. And, you know, it's not going to be all that windy the first couple of days. That might give them an opportunity to maybe keep the green speeds a little, a little faster. Now on, on the weekend, it's going to get a little windier. 
So then maybe they got to be a little careful with the greens and where they put the pin positions to make sure it doesn't get too crazy. But I mean, I, I'm still, and we'll talk about, about a couple of guys who usually do well on Bermuda golf courses that maybe might not do well here, considering like where they're going to be up against. But, you know, overall, I think, I think my stance hasn't really changed all that much. Um, you know, I, I, I think the only thing to talk about and maybe speculate on is, is, is does this favor a short hitter or a long hitter, uh, in your opinion, what do you think? So, so, I mean, I feel like distance always gives you an advantage, especially on a long, tough golf course like this. Mm-hmm. So, but he has, like, like you said last night, right. And I, and I didn't think about it until you said it, like, all right. So if these guys get into trouble or they decide to lay up, like, is it, you know what I mean? Like maybe they're not taking driver out. It's maybe it's not bomb and wedge. Maybe it's three wood and you know, whatever six iron or seven. Yeah. iron. I, I mean, look at this golf course in that you can play it pretty safe around here. The only problem is you're going to have a longer iron into some of these really small firm greens with crazy right. undulations. Like, I mean, I could see, like, I think the good combo is a longer hitter, like a John Rom. Mm-hmm. Who hits a lot of three woods, but he can hit like 280, 290. You yeah. know, maybe 300 if he gets some roll. He can keep it kind of in the fairway. And then he just hits such a high ball into these greens that he can be able to like get some, you know, access or like Rory too. But like, yeah, you know, I think about like the guys who you can take on this golf course with a driver. The problem is, and it's kind of a miracle. I I'm not sure if there was a renovation that Jack did this, but like where some of the bunkers are and where the fairways pinch, it's like right in the landing zone of, of like carrying it like three Oh five, three ten. And so, I think I, I read, I read something. Obviously I have no idea. I guess I read so much crap. I have no idea where it was, but I, that was on purpose. Yeah. Well, there you go. Then. I mean, I know he's made comments. I think at Murfield that he could basically complain that guys were just overpowering golf courses. So, I mean, so, so there is, there are wide fairways short of all the trouble that you can safely land into. Once you go aggressive off the tee, the fairways narrow to about like 25, 30 yards. And then there like is really no room to miss. Like you have fairway and then either you have the bunker to the right, or like you'll have a small patch of rough and then either a water hazard or woods. So if you miss big here, you're done. You are either reteeing or you're just dropping it for a penalty stroke and you're going again. So I think, uh, I mean, I do think long hitters do have the advantage because they can play a little better positional golf and still get out there better short hitter. But I think positional golf off the tee is still really important. So, I mean, I, I guess like the, off the tee, you're going to look for guys who just have good control right. over it. Did, like, I'm, yeah, like, I mean, like they, like they don't miss huge, you know, and you know, the guys who miss huge, we'll talk yeah. about them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the greens are really small. I know they're going to have safe pin positions, but I think they're still going to be tough to get at. So like, I think a lot of guys are going to be missing greens. So you gotta be able to scramble, especially from where they're going to be able to like chipping from, um, you know, recent T to green stats, uh, you know, the Corley golf courses, I said, you know, yesterday, like, you know, your Bay Hills, quail hollows, um, you know, Tory Augusta Riviera, like all these, like, like the premier golf courses, you know, the top ones on the PJ tour. And then um, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to try and, figure out what distance these guys are me hitting from. Cause I just, right. we don't know. And I we have no that, idea. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, like I could see like John Rahm and DJ take two differently, different approaches, but they're both long hitters. So mm-hmm. yeah, I can see that. All right, man. So uh, we have a pretty healthy range. 
Uh, well, do we want to talk about who looks like chakra? Who doesn't look like chakra? Yeah, let's let's do that first because you know let's let's run that down before we start talking about players. So honestly, like looking at the ownership percentages, everyone over nine thousand dollars has doubled about the same. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's because it's WGC. You know, you want to blow up on quality players, and I think everybody's just kind of scattered across the board. So, yep. uh, so I think we should probably just move down to under nine thousand dollars. I mean, the, the names I've heard all week are Song J M, yep. uh, Joaquin Neiman, Zal Torres, yep. uh, Scheffler, and Cam Smith have some ownership too. Uh, I think Scheffler pops a little bit on the model. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for Bermuda golf courses, I mean, Cam Smith was great last week with Riviera. Tough green complexes this week. Yeah, I think that translates. Same thing with Matthew Fitzpatrick. I think people are just carrying momentum over to here. So, yep. Um, under eight thousand dollars, it's really two guys that pretty much everybody's been saying. And just looking at the projected ownerships, is that it's Harris English and Ryan Palmer. Yeah. Um, you know, English by, a, because, by a lot. By a lot. Yeah. I mean, English because he's a good putter, good scrambler. You know, he has the mythology of being really good in Bermuda Palmer is because he played well at Torrey played well at Mirrorfield village, played well at PJ national, you know, he's been striking the ball pretty well. You know, we'll see if that holds up. Uh, I think there's some ownership on Ortiz as well, just because he's a good scrambler and putter that's been kind of been beat over the head a little bit this week. And then Mark Leishman, uh, the ball striking stats been pretty good. You know, I gave the comp that these greens, like, the surrounds are a little bit like Royal Melbourne. They're kind of tough to like get up and down from there's some sharp edges. That's where like an Australian angle can kind of go here too. And then under $7,000, I mean, <laughs> Lanto Griffin right now is sitting at like 21% ownership projected and Abe, no, Abe answer too is also, high. And, and, and like, it seems like, I mean, all the PGA tour guys, just everybody's rushing to the devil. They know is better than devil. They don't. And yeah, I mean, a lot of them just aren't very good even for this golf course, but just because they see him every week, they're low on popularity. So we're, I, we'll, I, tra- you're, we'll talk, we'll talk about, we'll talk about Lanto because yeah, we'll talk about Lanto Munez is Munez and yeah, it's all the PJ tour guys. Mackenzie Hughes. It is yeah, yeah. even Woodland's getting so oh much. God. EVR is showing like fucking almost yeah, because, because you see him, but all these Euro guys, they don't know them so that you don't want to use them. I mean, there is a little bit of merit to that that we'll get to, but yeah, like I told you, I was like, I'm going to need some help on these fucking. Euros. Okay. Let's, let's start digging <laughs> just off. Then. All right. So uh, like I said, pretty robust uh, over uh 10K, right? DJ Rom, uh, Xander, JT, Rory, uh, can't lay. Mm, right. Uh, I mean, do, do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? I don't give a shit. Whichever. All right. Why, why don't I start? So, on paper, they're all great. I mean, just like yeah. last week, repair it. Like, it's hard to find holes in anyone, but that blew up in people's faces. I mean, at least this week it's a no cut event. You don't have to worry about that. So, why don't I go through the list and give a negative about everybody? I mean, it's like there's no point in saying, well, yeah, DJ's great. You know, Ron's great. So. A I like negative on brand too. So a negative on DJ. So like, I mean, like he plays well at Riviera and Augusta, but like at these other places like Bay Hill, like Memorial quail, Hall, he doesn't have that great course. Stream. He doesn't play it all that often, but like, I don't know, like some of these big Bermuda golf courses, or like some of the Jack Nicholas courses, he just hasn't been very good at. Um, he's kind of struggling with the putter too. Um, you know, going back, he didn't putt very well at century. He didn't putt very well at the Saudi international. He didn't putt very well last week either. So that's a little bit of a concern. If you're going to really, you know, faster greens and he doesn't have the best track record on Nicholas courses. I mean, capped off by him hit shooting what 82 at, uh, 
in Fairfield Village last year. So yeah, yeah. I was all over him. That yeah. Week too. That was um, Rom. I mean, we've chronicled that the putter has been great. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the shame is like on these fast greens, he actually has one of the better track records in this field, but the putter just isn't really working too good for him. So, I mean, that's a negative. Like with Xander, I mean, obviously he checks the boxes across the board. Kind of like with DJ though, like other than like Augusta and Riviera, you know, his track record at some of these other places just aren't very good. I mean, he doesn't play them all a whole lot. So, uh, I mean, it's fine, but it's not like anything to really write home about and on faster greens, he has struggled. So that's a demerit there. Um, I mean, JT, he's just struggling right now. The putter is not really working too good. The ball strike has been a little loose and he just has so much stuff going on off the course. Yeah. Uh, he also struggles on faster greens. We'll see. Uh, I mean, Rory's probably prime for the bounce back, but he's not scrambling. Well, he's not putting well. So that's a big red flag here. And then we can't like, honestly, there's really not much to poke at. At. What, I mean, what about what about three tourneys in a row with his back issues? I don't think that's that big of a deal. It's gonna be warm okay. as well. it's gonna be the upper eight. It was it was a question. That that you know <laughs> that, that that is a legit concern. Um, I mean, there, but there's not really much to poke poke. I mean, if you want to poke at anything, I mean, I guess it's that. I mean, there would be a little bit of fatigue. Um, I don't think his track record on Bermuda is that awesome. So, but that might be it. Like the other, like the short knocker ones, like some of the bigger ballparks, he's been okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it, yeah, what, I, I mean, what are you gonna do? You're, we're literally picking at like the top golfers in the world. Like, so if, not I, had, so if I had to choose three guys, it's Rom, Xander and Cantley. I mean, Rom, I, 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 I think at some point he's going to figure out the putty. They had at least on paper, the stats, they're not yeah. as bad as what they are. And he owns Jack Nicholas golf courses. I mean, he went to Murfield village and he finished second in Sherwood. Uh, you know, Sherwood is actually one of the go- the Nicholas courses that a lot of people forget that is actually a Nicholas. Uh, yeah. And at least me in the Cantley. I mean, Cantley won at Sherwood and he also won to Murfield village. So you got good Nicholas track record there. I mean, he's a good scrambler, good putter. I mean, he had a bad Sunday, but he played a lot better Riviera than what he showed. Uh, and then I just, I mean, there's some good putting regression for Xander that he could do. He didn't putt very well last week, but like, I think that can pick up this week. He just, he's just tough as nails. And I think you need a tough as nails guy to you think Xander is tough as nails. I think he's consistent. And I think he's good for a golf course like this. All right. I, I think you were letting what happened at Phoenix really cloud your job. I didn't like him prior. Because I I didn't think you he was don't like his name. That's why I don't care about his name. I, uh, uh, a Celtic used to be Xander. Xander uh, Xavier. No, Xavier. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, no. I I I, th- I think he's a tough golfer. I mean, I, listen, he, I, I, he he hasn't won, but I think he's there's a reason why at all these really hard golf courses and like big field events, like he's always kind of in the mix. This isn't a big field event. This is a WGC where he shows the, up. It's a WGC. Oh, oh, what are you oh, talking? Oh, I, I, so I, 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 when I was thinking big, I thought you were talking about like big fields, right? Like whatever. It's it's a shortened yeah. field. WGC, no cut, no pressure. Knows he's going to play the I mean. fucking weekend regardless. Like yeah. I don't know. The uh, I just I don't know. Xander is like the opposite of what I think about it when I think about a tough golfer. Really, like you, I, I, I really. That's that we we are definitely. On opposing views on that. All right. So then, who do you like then? I, so I, I like, talked enough. No, nah, you're fine. I, so I like Rob, right? Obviously. Um, 
I wonder what's going to happen with JT. He was very close to Tiger. Maybe this is the shit that could get him to focus on golf because what win one for the Gipper type shit, right? There's two guys who I really think about with that. And, and the next guy is in the next range. And I feel like maybe this is because he's been so wayward and had so much shit going on off the course. And obviously I'm playing armchair psychologist. I have no fucking clue what I'm talking about. This is a hundred percent speculation. Like, but I like, uh, I, I think he'll focus in and try to, and try to do it that way. So I like JT. God. I think he needs a week off. You think so? Yeah. He's going to take a week off at Bay Hill. He's not playing that. He'll play the players in two weeks. I think he needs a week off. Right. And I, I, this is just some guys just reached their breaking point. Yeah. And between what happened with, he was caught in the hot mic, his grandfather, now tigers in the hospital. He is very close to tiger. I mean, yeah, he plays all those events with him. Yeah. You know, they're buddies. Dude, that plays, putt, like, like that putt when he threw down the putter and they like, oh dude, like what a great moment. Yep. So I think he's I, I think he's gonna do whatever he can. I, I mean I, I like him the least of this range anyways because I don't like him on hard golf courses anymore. Yeah, and, and that and that goes against the narrative that I've talked about before too. But so I, I'm literally just completely saying that I think this will get him to focus, get him to want to play well and win one for the Gipper so he can take it and be like, this is for Tiger. I, all right. Look, so, all right. So doesn't like Xander. You, so you don't like Xander. You don't think he's tough, but you like JT because you're calling him tough, even though you are definitely on the record. I have never JT's said, I have never said JT is tough. I think this will make him focus and be able to forget the other shit. And he'll be able to focus on golf uh, and not the other shit that's going around. Um, all right, and, I mean, those are the two I like, like, I don't, particularly not like anybody in this range. So let, let me ask you another question. This is roster construction because yeah. it gets pretty ugly once you get under $7,500. And if you go up to get Rom and DJ back into your lineup is rough. So yeah, really do you is. really want to do that? Is no. my question. No, probably not. But I mean, so if I'm making three lineups, why not throw one of those three in? But I mean, it's, you better, you, just, you have to be lucky. I mean, listen, I had a tough time even making Xander lineups. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it got, it's it got, up. it's tough. I mean, you're basically punting like you are, you're punting, right? I mean, that's literally what you're doing. You're punting at least one in more reality. You're punting two, and you're trying to get uh, somebody who has a decent scoring history or some Euro, you know, nothing about. Um, and you're like, eh, sure. This guy sounds good. <laughs> Cause, Cause he comes from a country you like, or you like the name. So exactly. <laughs> All right. I, I think we beat this range up while we move on to the next one. All right. So Nike range is pretty big, right? You got uh Bryson, uh, top five, Tony, uh, my boy, Hatton, Brooksy, Hovland, Berger, Reed, Webb, and Morikawa. Like, holy shit. What a nine K range, bro. Like that is, that is an all-star lineup right there. I mean, holy shit. Like, well, I, I think you should, I broke down the $10,000 range source. I think you should uh, jump in. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So I really like Hatton. The only thing that worries me a little bit is the first time being over here in the U S he's fine on Bermuda. I don't really know. I don't know, uh, but uh, whatever he, he, like you said, four out of the last 24 events he won. Uh, so I really like him. Uh, I like Brooksy too. Um, I know he doesn't have a great history uh, on Bermuda and in Florida, really, which is kind of weird. Um, but it, it's a tough course. It's a long course. It's got all the top talent in the world. 
This is when he likes to pull out his dick and throw it on the table and say, I'm the best golfer. So these are the type of places that I like him in. I like burger. And I really like Reed. That was the other guy I was talking about as far as like tiger goes. Like, this is a guy who he's a grinder. Like he scrambles really good. If he's far away, if he has to chip, you have his chip on and make a 20 foot putt, then you have a pretty good feeling. He's going to get up and down. Uh, he's a mentally tough golfer. Literally everyone hates him and he still goes out and plays well. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, really the only two that I don't like in this area are Webb and Maury that putting is just so bad. Like, I don't know how you go back to him right now. And Webb is, he played great last year. Uh, I know it's a Bermuda course, but it's super long and his irons haven't been that great um, since the restart. So, okay. I mean, you didn't mention Bryson that do you like him or what's your take on Bryson? I don't know. I, that is somebody who I am struggling with, right? As Namus said, struggling. Like, I don't know. That's why I asked you the other night, like, what was his, what was that Friday? What was that minus four? Was it just bullshit or was he get, did he fix something? And you said it was pretty much bullshit. So it's like, do I really want to go to him on this course where we don't know what he's going to do? We really don't at 9,900. Like, I think I like him better in the betting markets than I do on a DFS where he could just have a shit fucking week. And I'd rather okay. just lose, lose some cash than blow up on my DFS. All right. Well, I think I know what he's going to do and we'll okay. talk about him and we'll talk about him later. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll say my thoughts for later. <laughs> okay. He, ro- he rolls into the betting section. So, okay. I mean, listen, I mean, I, I, so let's just go down the list. I mean, there, there are great names and everything. So, and I, I would take on pretty much everybody. So with Tony, I'm a little concerned with him just coming off of Riviera and like the close call with that. And he hasn't had the best history on Bermuda. I pointed this out at Kapalua and he didn't play very well at all, but it's hard to get away from some of these ball striking numbers. And I mean, I guess if you want to poke holes in it, like, you know, the Bermuda stats haven't been that great and he's not it, very good on fast greens. So, I mean, there's that, I mean, Hatton, listen, that's my boy. I love Hatton. I'm going to give a caution warning sign to everybody here because okay. while, uh, while a year ago, about, about a year ago today, I cashed a Hatton ticket 50 to one. That was superb. And I was in on him throughout all the summer, the fall. I bet on him on every single major last year. And you know what happened? <laughs> He missed the cut by a mile and I guess I have a little bit of scar tissue with him because in these big spots, because everyone has Hatton outright. And as someone who was on Hatton before it was cool to be Hatton, be on Hatton, (laughs) be careful. I mean, he is a hothead. This is a golf course that is probably going to piss a lot of people off. And besides Bay Hill, he doesn't have the best track record at some of those other correlated golf courses. So, I mean, while on paper, he is great. There is really nothing you can poke a hole in. I have some scar tissue with him. That makes me a little hesitant with him. I mean, I'm with you on Brooks. Like, I think I actually like him a little more in the outright market than DFS, but I mean, the ball striking has been great. Um, You know, shaky. The potting's a little shaky. I mean, it's been better than you think. I mean, he's you know he's ga- he's at least gaining per round. I test, I test, homie. 
That's what I, I go by on Buddy. I mean, he is playing better. Seems like he's over the injuries. I like him. I mean, Hoblin and Berger, I think, are my favorite in this range. I mean, just like you talk about solid, consistent guys, T to green. I mean, that's both of these guys. I don't think either of them are going to find too much trouble. You know, they're both really good iron players. I mean, Berger's a much better putter than Hoblin, but I think Hoblin's a better ball striker. That kind of evens it out. Um, so I like both there. Patrick Reed. So I like him more in outrights than I do with DFS. And I'm going to give a little devil's advocate Same. with, with Patrick Reed. So let's think about what he, how we did it at Tory pines. So he kind of blasted all over the yard. He went and found his ball, probably, you know, you know, propped up the ball a little bit in the rough, give him a little bit of a better lie. <laughs> then he hit it. And then he went to go find it around the green, got him down for par. But if you're missing it, like he did at, at Tory, it's in the water or it's in the woods. So I think it's going to go either one of two ways. Either he's going to be first or second, or he's going to be like 40th or worse. So I like him. So I like him for outrights. But other than that, I don't really want to deal with him anywhere else. Like matchups, top 10, like, no, I'd rather just bet outright and hope he wins. And then DFS, because that can go really wrong. Really yeah, this week and right like that. Um, and this is this is such a hot DFS week too because it's such a limited field. Everybody, like we said, everybody above nine k, the ownership's all spread out. I mean, you have to hit, you have to hit these guys down low. You have yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, let's have like I understand the argument for Reed. That's why I bet an outright on him. But right, you have to also consider like if he misses, where is it going? Yeah. So I, I think he would stand the benefit if they really ramped up the golf course conditions, like same thing with Brooks. I think the harder it gets, I think the more I like them, but agreed. It sounds like, I don't know. They, they might kind of pussy out on the setup. So we'll see. Um, so Webb is getting a lot of talk this week because he's king of Bermuda, right? I yep. Bermuda play Webb. But the problem is, is that if you look at some of like the bigger Bermuda golf courses, like Bay Hill, like, I mean, quail holly has been good at, but he, if you look at where, like he hasn't put very well at Bay Hill or quail and those run, pr- those are pretty fast Bermuda greens. Like he tends to see, like really eat up the slower Bermuda greens, like why lie, like Sedgefield sea Island, like, like the greens that run about 11 and a half to 11 on a step meter. Like that just are average speed. Like they're awesome because like, you know, he reads grain better than anybody, but when they get dialed up above like 12 and a half, 13, like they're going to be this week, he hasn't been quite as good. So, you know, I, I think, I think he might be a little overrated and you pointed out too the ball striking just hasn't been there. It's not the same as what he was last year. So I don't really like him that much this week. I, I think this is not a great golf course for him. And then with Colin Morikawa, like, man, like, you know, maybe my putting regression, but it's just, it's too bad. It's too bad. I agree. It is. <laughs> it's, it's not bouncing back yet. We need to see something under fucking four strokes lost around before I think it's even starting to get fixed. Yeah. I mean, if he was at like, I even think of like, if it was like sawgrass this week where it's overseeded greens, like it's soft, like that's where I kind of would want to go to, but like, I don't think his putting woes are going to fixed here. And I, I was talking to a guy in the Slack channel, like, I mean, I think there is some merit. If you want to bet more cow outright this week, I think you can do it. But you know, I, I showed a list of what it takes to actually win events. And you have to putt well, like you have to gain at least like three to four strokes putting over the course of three or four over the course of basically four rounds. So you basically have to gain about a stroke per round putting. I don't think Morikawa is capable of doing that. 
Uh, I mean, the loan, like, and at least like for most of those guys, they actually showed they're capable of doing it. Now, Morikawa did do very well at Sony, but those were flat greens. Those are slow greens. It's not, you know, these are totally different greens. Uh, I mean, the only guy on that list who just came out of nowhere with a great putting week was Sergio. And it's because he's putting with his eyes closed and he hasn't done anything since. So can Morikawa just come out of nowhere? I mean, sure. But like, if you look at when he won last year, he came out of the restart and actually put very well at colonial. Those were quicker greens. And then when he went to work day, those were a little, they didn't ramp up the greens that week. They were running about 11 and a half. So those are slower greens. The greens at the PJ championship at TBC Harden park, they were running a little slower too. Yeah. So I, I don't like him on quick greens. I don't think he gets it fixed. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. There's some, we have the same two phase of the nine K other than that. I mean, pick your guy up there and, and play your fat, right? It's like plant your flag, yeah. make a stand who you like go with. Yeah. I mean, it seems like for me, I like the middle of this range better than the top ends, the yeah. top and bo- top and bottom. I mean, yeah, no, no I mean, so, uh, well, listen, before, uh, before we jump down into, uh, the eight K range, do you want to get an advantage over the sports book? When it comes to betting, you need to download BetQL, the only app you need to make smart bets. BetQL has shop data for college basketball, NBA, and the NHL. So if you want the inside edge for who the pros are back in, you need to check out BetQL. Plus, they have a tons of sportsbook offers for your state. So head to the App Store or Google Play Store and download BetQL. And head to BetQL.com and enter code SGP30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP30 at BetQL.com. All right. So. 8K range, homie. What we got? Like, All right. Well, I, don't I mean, it's it's actually kind of short this week. Yeah, no, it 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 is. I mean, usually I think there's like 12 or 13 guys. It's like what 10, maybe. Yeah, I think so. So, I'll say 10, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I I I'm not gonna be afraid of chalk just because these are good players, and if you're just fading chalk, you're fading a good player. So, no. I mean, I I I think Neiman and Zalatoris are underpriced just based on how good ball strikers they are. These are new. This is a new course for everybody, so you don't have to worry about any experience here. Uh, I just think they're really solid, consistent players. He had a green. That's exactly what I'm looking for this week. So I like them. Um, and then moving back up to the top here. I mean, you're probably going to throw up in your mouth, but I actually really like Tommy Fleetwood this week. Well, is, what, what side bet do we want to make? We'll figure it out. We'll put it in the Slack channel. All right. Fleetwood, Fleetwood sucks. Socks. Okay. All right. So he should, be, he should be in the low $7,000 range. Maybe it's just because I'm looking at the Euro stats and those are in my, in, in here. And you're just looking at from the American side. Cause you're a Zemophobe and you don't like Englishmen. So um, <laughs> I like Englishmen fine. There you go. So, I mean, listen, like he's really good on Bermuda. He's actually been putting pretty well. He's decent on fast greens. He's a solid ball striker. He's someone who I think can keep it between, you know, like the, you know, the ham and the mustard or whatever that analogy is. So, um, so I like him here. Sung Jay's weird. I want to like Sung Jay, but then I remember what he did at PGA West when he hit it in the water, and then he took a hybrid from the bunker and hit oh, the water. Hit water again. I question his decision making, and he's not a very good scrambler. I mean, like, I like him because, like, like he did win a PGA National, and the dude didn't used to be this bad of a scrambler. Like if you look at like his rookie year and like the first half of 2020, he was awesome around the greens. I remember he was awesome at the masters too. Like he was hitting the ball yeah. all over the place in the final round. He was getting up and down from everywhere. I mean, on paper, he's a disaster around the greens. That's not, that's a big red flag, but I like him. The problem is he's very popular. 
So and, we'll talk about and, him and later. Him I him and Nima the chalky one. I I have a bet on him creatively. Let's put it that way. <laughs> we'll talk about later. And then like okay. I don't get the nine thousand dollar range. I'm not really in love with the middle of this range. Like I mean Hideki is still a hard pass for me. Correct. I just he just. <laughs> And like Morikawa, like he's not going to figure out in the greens this week. So that's a no for me. I mean, Max Homan, now we got him in Bermuda where he just, you know, you know, Superman's going to take out the Cape this week. Yeah. Coming, coming off of coming off a win. Blah, yeah. It yeah, just, yeah. I mean, I think he, I think T to green, he's lost about half a stroke per round is last 50 rounds of Bermuda. Like it just, it doesn't, he just doesn't do well here. And I think there might be a little bit of a hanger. We'll talk about him later. There might be ways to fade him. Um, I think like in Cam Smith and Matt Fitzpatrick are basically the same player. Like they're both good. They're short, little short. Well, Cam Smith isn't really exactly short. Yeah, he's but, not short. Yeah. I mean, they're scrappy ball strikers, decent putters, decent scramblers. I think of the two, I like Fitzpatrick. I mean, Cam Smith hasn't had a very good track record in Bermuda either. I know he won a Wildlife, but that's really it. And that's not really like a golf course like this. And like on all the on a couple of other like the bigger ballpark golf courses that. I think this is akin to he hasn't played very well. So I like Fitzpatrick better than Smith here. Um, I like Scheffler too. Uh, I mean, what concerns me is that he's not a strong putter on fast greens. That's a big problem this week. And then Adam Scott's just kind of meh. You know, I don't really have a take. So <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I'm off of Scott this week. No question about that. Um, so the guy who I love in this, and I already put it outright on him is Cam Smith. And, really? Yeah. And the reason. I, uh, so, 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 so follow, follow my follow my logic here, right? Okay. So, the dude is a good sand player, right? He was what three of seven out of the sand on Sunday. No, I mean like, he was great. Tea, I think he gained ten strokes tee to green, including like four around the greens. He was great. No, yeah, but out of the sand, he was trash. I. Okay. No, he was like he like he was. I now I gotta fucking pull this goddamn up. I usually, usually, usually. No, I, I know, I know he didn't put well. I know he didn't really scramble well either. Yeah, he did, right? And he was still there. Like he I was know. still there. I don't know, man. I just this is a this is just a gut call. Like whatever, it really is. Like I like when I watched him on Sunday, I was like, man, if he just played half as good as he normally does, like he would, he would have, he would have won that. Homo wouldn't. Have. You know what I mean? He was so bad out of the sand and around the green that day and putting like it just wasn't, it wasn't there for him. And he was still right there. Like he still kept himself in it. Um, okay. I mean, for the tournament, he gained about four strokes around the greens, but you're right around the, on, I mean, on the final round, it wasn't as bad as you thought. He only lost point one strokes. Okay. It wasn't bad what you thought, uh, at least on paper. And you, I know you don't trust that his putting was bad. He lost 1.3 strokes putting in round four. Yeah, that's that's a really good minute. Like, I think didn't he hit it to like, 20, like 15 feet on 17. And then he left it like five feet short yeah. <laughs> on the eagle butt. That's what really did him in. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and he, he was bad out of the bunkers. Like he wasn't putting it where he normally puts it. Um, I'm with you. No Homa. I'm not with you at all with Fleetwood. Uh, M is interesting because he's so chalky. It's almost like it's not worth it to me. In well, DFS, but, but remember in, D, in DFS though, but chalk above 8K has been working. Yeah, that's true. Because and this it, these are good players. Now you're just fading good players. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not playing Neiman though. He's too like I'm just not. Okay. I don't know. That's it. And what you didn't talk about your boy Scotty. 
This is I, did, I did mention Scotty. I said I was concerned about the fact he's not very good on fast screens, but everything else I like about him. He's a great scrambler. Yeah, and this is a, um, this is a no cut event, so he can have a bad Friday. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and oh, come I know. Back and that's a dude who's gonna score. No, I know. I, I agree. I mean, like maybe maybe you just convinced me there. I just I I see that really. I see it going maybe a little poorly on the greens for him. But yeah. I mean, everything else looks great. I mean, he's great around the greens, great off the tees, longer hitter. I think he has good control over his ball flight off the tee too. So that's a plus good on Bermuda. So yeah, I mean, listen, there's, there's a lot to like, I, I, I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was surprised you didn't talk more about it. Cause I feel like for DFS, maybe not, you know, maybe not a, a top five, maybe not even a top 10 for the betting market, but like DFS, I feel like that's a guy who, who can have a blow up fucking hole and, or round even, and still scoring up birdies. To 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 put out out pace his finishing position. Let's put it that way. As far as okay. points go, I'm I'm with you on that one. Okay, all right. So, seven uh, K. Way too many to talk about them all. So, who went first last time? Uh, I went first because I talked for about fifteen oh. minutes. <laughs> but we're gonna, we're going to go with you first. We're going to put the spotlight on you. All right. all right. So I'll just pick out a couple guys I like out of here. So I like my boy Usi. I mean, hard, long golf course makes me think of a major dude shows up. Like the only thing that worries me, uh, like always with him is withdrawing. And, <laughs> and I don't know how good he is on Bermuda. He's been okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So I, I like, mean, I mean, T to green, he's been okay. Yeah, he's, fine. Um, he's not long. He's not long though. And that scares me a little bit. No, his ball strikes have been bad too. It's been all putting lately. Like he, it was all putting at Phoenix. It was all putting at Tory. Yeah. So, I mean, he, I mean, over his last 50 rounds, he's gaining half a stroke putting, which is mind boggling. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so I like him a little bit and just obviously personal bias of him. All right. Getting there. I've heard some buzz about Rose. Uh, you finished what top five in Saudi or something like that. Finished second. Um, I have, I have no feelings on Rose. I just don't like him. So it's hard for me to, 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 to make it, but I like Leishman again. Uh, I mean, good correlation, good, good correlation on the courses, uh, has been playing a hell of a lot better. Um, at 7,400, a proven guy like that. I'll take it all day. Um, I want you to talk to me about the McIntyre guy when I'm done. Uh, cause I could definitely be talking to him at the low ownership he's at and Shane Lowry and Jason Kokrak. I like both of those guys. Okay. I like him. I like them both. And especially when like Kokrak's such a natural pivot off of Palmer at whatever the fuck he's going to be 19, 20%. And he played fine last weekend and dude, he's won a tournament since the, since the fall and he's long. And if his partner can get hot, it's fine. Um, I don't remember how hard that course was that he won out in Vegas, that random Oasis shadow, uh, shadow. shadow yeah, yeah. 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 It was, uh, it was okay. I mean, it had some Augusta national comps. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. So I like, so, so those, so those guys I like in here, I like, uh, I like Kokrak for a pivot off of Palmer. Um, I like Leishman uh, cause I think he's uh, undervalued and I guess I'll go with Louie just for old time's sake. Guys, I'm fading both. Uh, and Palmer, like, listen, we, we have to stick to it. It's been five weeks in a row. <laughs> the chalk in the seven K range blows up. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I, I like Jason day and Justin Rose up at the top there. I mean, Jason, I mean, well now we have tiger's injury. I mean, Jason day is a good buddy of tiger too. 
So oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know they were close. Yeah, they're very close. I, I think when like I, I think when Tiger like was really going through like the chipping yips and everything, like Jason Day was one of the only guys like there for him. So they're pretty close, but taking all that out of it, I mean, like the ball striking is really streaky. I, I don't know what we're going to get T3 about Jason day, but I do know that he can get up and down for anywhere. He's a good putter. So, I mean, he's kind of like a poor man's Patrick Reed, but about $1,500 less. Uh, he has good history at a lot of the Jack courses, like done pretty well at, you know, Murfield village. Uh, you know, he did really well at Bay Hill. I mean, that's an Arnie course, but I think it's a quarterly course quail hollow. He's done well at that's a co- close comparison to this too. So I like him, you know, Justin Rose. I mean, he's been striking the ball really well lately. Problem is he's been really, really dodgy on and around the greens. And it's not just like a short-term thing. This is kind of a two year problem for Justin Rose now. So that's a little bit of a concern, but I mean, if I want consistent ball striking, I know he has good course history at like some of these bigger like events too. Now. I mean, that was like also like five, 10 years ago. I don't know if that's really the Justin Rose we're going to get, but I can see it with him. Uh, I'm with you on Leishman too. I mean, the ball strike has been pretty good. Um, I mean, he, like he's been good on these tougher golf courses. I think, you know, for the price point, that's fine. Uh, I'm with you on Shane, Shane Lowry as well. I think that's a better pivot than Joe, Jason Kokrak. Actually. I don't like Jason Kokrak at all this week. Um, right. I, I, I don't think he, I think he is a type that like he needs, I think a big runway to land on for some of his drives. And I, I can see it going really sideways for him too at this course. Okay. And he wrote a very hot putter last week, did not hit the ball very well. So I don't say, I don't see that carrying forward this week. He also doesn't put very well on fast greens. I think that's going to hurt him this week. Um, so there's two euros in this range who I like, uh, let's start with Robert McIntyre, your boy. Awesome ball yeah. striker. Yeah, talk to him. yeah talk tough to him. guy. I mean, I remember when he was in 2019 open championship, he was, uh, I mean, finished fourth. But he was paired with Kyle Stanley and uh, Stanley sent a ball like into the gallery and he didn't call four. and Robert McIntyre lit him up. Now this is like 21 year old Robert McIntyre going after. <laughs> Wait, Kyle Stanley. What? Yeah. He was yelling at him. He's chopping. He's like, why didn't you say four? Like, look at all these people over there. So I got a lot of respect for him. Like he's an, I'm Googling like, that like, right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the problem How is I miss that. I mean, this is two years ago. You don't remember what happened last week. So, um, I mean, I mean, he's not that great of a scram. Like most, all of his stats are European tour like stats. So, um, I mean, first of all, it's against weaker fields. Like I I think he won the Cypress open, but it was against like nobody. So, I mean, he's not that great of a scrambler over there and he has zero history on any of the correlated golf courses I talked to. So he is a, or not talked to, um, I calculated. So he's a complete unknown. So I like okay. him. I, I like him a lot. I can also see it going really, really, really wrong <laughs> for you. So I, I think there's a way maybe you can get him like in betting, but not DFS. Maybe you don't want to use him. And then Christian Bazain, who I've heard his name a little bit, which so that kind of scares me. Like he's like the like the secret that everybody thinks is a secret. And now that's out. I mean, I thought he was gonna be my own secret, but he's not going to be. But <laughs> I mean, the so, pot, now, so now fuck that guy, yeah, but the positives <laughs> on him is a good iron play. He's a good scrambler. And he's a really good putter too. And he's good on these fast greens. And he only has 12 rounds at like Bay Hill and PJ national, but he did pretty well with them last year. He actually, I think he was, I think he was like one off the lead at um, TBC sawgrass before they shut it down because of COVID. So I like him too. The problem is I think some people are starting to flock to ownership there and that kind of scares me a little bit. So, but 
those are guys I like. Um, I mean, I think I wanted to like Palmer, but yeah, if everybody was the same way, I can't. I just, yeah. I can't do it. I mean, there, there are ways to poke holes in him too. Like, I mean, he's not very good at fast green. He's not very good on and there's water on the course. He's going to, yeah, there's it. a lot of water. Although, I mean, he's been good at PJ national and there's a lot of That's water. True. Um, Harris English is also the other one that people like, and uh, we'll, we'll save him for later too. But uh, I mean, that's about it. I mean, I, I mean, I don't like Wolf or Bubba. I was disappointed no. that both are in matchups paired together this week. I was going to both and now I'm just not going to even touch that. Cause I think both of them suck and uh, <laughs> that's it. But uh, I mean, do, do you have any thoughts about uh, Kisner and Horschel at the bottom of this range? Like a couple of short knockers. Do you think it's something? So I always like Kiz on a payday, right? Just because of his comments on it. Like whatever he said, like, well, you, if you know, you can't win. Why do you come here? Because uh, they pay me very well to come in twentieth, right? Like fucking Christ, like that's a guy who is packing lot hustling, and when he gets cut, like that's a dude who likes his money. But this is a long course, man, uh, and you might be able to short knock your way around it. I don't know. I just feel like no, I'm out on him. And then Billy Ho, I can never get a fucking read on. I always tell you, you're getting a read on him. I literally can never get a read on that guy. Like I don't know, I don't know what it is about him, but I just can't figure him out. Yeah. I mean, just looking at the stats in front of me, I mean, neither really pop off the page. Like I, I would like Kisner if he wasn't such a bad scrambler. Like, I think that's kind of a myth about him. Like people are like, Oh, you know, tough guy can scramble from anywhere and get, you know, sink putts. And he's, he's not that good of a scrambler. <laughs> so at least on paper. Yeah. So right. I think I'm out on bull too. I'm out on Ortiz too. I, I, I yeah, think- me too. He fucked me last week. Yeah. I mean, the ball striking is too loose and I know he's a good scrambler, good putter, but yeah, but the putting, I, I, the putting you said last week, it had to regress, and it did. Look it that. did, and so, yeah. So, I, I, I think we, and then, I mean, I, oh, I already mentioned, I'm off on Matthew Wolf. So, yeah, no, no one's on Wolf, which is crazy because, like you said, he has no idea where the ball's going, and there's just shit ton of trouble off the tee. Here. Oh my um, guys, I mean, like, I wish, like, I could still bet like a miscut prop on him just out of principle, <laughs> <laughs> or like a withdraw. Like, yeah. I mean, like yeah. Ooh, third round, like he shoots like 78, 82, 79 with yeah. WD. I want some, I want somebody to pull out. Cause he was the first alternate. I want, I need somebody to, uh, I, need, I need somebody to catch Ronald like me and fucking, uh, and have to withdraw. No, I, I, it's a guaranteed paycheck is if you just hit your opening tee shot. No, one's yeah, uh, yeah. no. Uh, all right. So, uh, the six K range. Obviously, we're not going to go through all these fucking guys, right? So the chalky guys we already talked about: uh, Lanto, Answer, uh, Munez. Listen, it's everybody who's name recognizable down here, including almost an eight percent sixty-two hundred EVR because he was a fucking DFS darling for however long, and he's going to show up, and people are going to click him no matter how terrible he's been. If there is a water hazard, EVR will find it. That <laughs> that, that is. That is, I don't know what they're doing. Like, yeah. have, have they been watching the, like what he's been doing? Like, like no. he, he is a triple bogey machine oh, and yeah. this golf course has like, like 12 <laughs> holes where you can get triple bogey. Yeah, absolutely. So what's crazy to me, the ownership that stands out to me down here with the name recognition is Woodland at 6% at this price. He has been awful too, but why has he been awful? Like, I feel like what is it? Just Literally everything. Is it everything? Everything. Like over his last, he looked, he, he looked good. He looked good. 
for at least a round, if not two rounds. Two was it two two or three weeks ago? Okay, I, maybe it was two weeks ago. I mean, he lost his last putting performance. He lost four strokes putting over two yes, rounds. That's not great. That's not great. Over his last sixteen rounds, he's lost about 0. 0.7 strokes ball striking. That's not great. <laughs> he's not scrambling well. Like so, I I, I have a spreadsheet and I color code everything. And uh, red is usually good. Blue is bad. And his is all blue. <laughs> all right. blue in relation to everything. So right. I do not want any part of him. I think people are flocking to him because sixteen hundred dollars and his name's Gary Woodland. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I, I actually I figured it would be high, right? And that's why like six percent was kind of low. I guess it's because he's you know sucked donkey dick lately. Uh, I mean, down here I do like Munez. Uh, like I, he seemed like he's trying to round back into fall form. That sounds like I'm talking myself I mean, into it because I am. Like, ass last week. I know. I know. Yeah. Listen, man, listen, at this point, you're just grasping at straws to talk yourself into whoever you can get down here. So this is, this is where I need help where I've heard people's names and, uh, I need like Rasmus Hojard. Uh, and then who's the other one? Uh, where the fuck did he go? Oh, there's two of them. Uh, Thomas Dietrich. And then I heard somebody talking about David Lipsky. Okay. Who's the stone minimum at six K? David Lipsky, I don't know much about. I, I can tell you a little bit about Hoshgar. I can tell you a little about D Tree. And yeah. I can tell about one other guy who I like too. Come on. Right now. Okay. So Hoshgar played pretty well over in the Middle East. He had two top tens. He did it all off the team with his putting, though. I mean, like, and kind of looking at his career. I mean, it's a young career, but his approach game and scrambling isn't really that good. So I don't love that. I mean, I think he did actually play. Didn't he play like Bermuda or something randomly? Or was that someone that might've been someone else? No, um, I actually think you're, I think you're right. I, no, he did play Bermuda. He finished yeah, 37. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I think you're right. Cause I think I said something about his name. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, like I, I kind of looked at him too because he had those good finishes, but you know, I mean, not being able to hit your irons well, not being able to scramble well. I don't love that. I mean, as far as Thomas Dietrich, I think he's been kind of struggling a little bit too. Like, let me pull him up here as a recent result. Yeah. So, so in the Middle East, he went cut T9 and then T53. So, not awesome. I mean, he doesn't hit his irons very well. He scrambles pretty well, though. So, I mean, he's a big Belgian guy. I'm surprised that, you know, I mean, you got. I'm surprised, you know, you should probably put an outright on him and then an outright on Peters, you know, just go full Belgian this week. Cause they're both tall. Belgian. Yo, I look, <laughs> by the way, they look exactly <laughs> the same. They exactly. do look the same. They do look the same. And I was thinking about dicking around with a couple of double results with, uh, with Peters. And then, you know, what's fun in the Puerto Rico open for those who don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We just shifted gears to the Puerto Rico open. Um, so there's another shitty tournament going on the same time. This is going on. Uh, and you could bet on that too. And uh, maybe we can throw some stuff in the slack if we have time. Uh, no, apparently. I, I spent way too much time breaking down this golf course. You guys are on your own. I mean, if they don't, if they don't have shot tracker, I don't really give a shit, but Matt Wallace is in that field. Like how did that guy just run away? Brand, with Brandon grace is in that field. I know I saw that too, but he's Juliana Grio's in that field. Yeah. I saw Grio. So I was thinking about dicking around with a couple of double results with Grio. Um, and Wallace, like Wallace is a solid player. Like what the fuck is he doing? Man? You all know your boy, Rob Oppenheim is going to win that. <laughs> He's not winning that. Uh, he probably is. It's that's usually the type of player. He usually wins. Yeah. I mean, besides, but, I mean, Hobbin Fina are the most famous ones, but it's like Marty trainer. 
<laughs> usually like wins that. Like just garbage, garbage players. You never hear from again. Uh, the fact that you pull the fact that Marty Trainer won, won the damn <laughs> shitty tournament like that is ridiculous. Yeah, and I think I think he missed like like thirty cuts in a row after that, but he still has his tour car. I think actually uh, his caddy actually money qualified and beat him in a tournament one on one of these things. So. Oh my god, that's yeah. He's amazing. he's that, that's awesome. He's that bad. He is not a good player. So all right. So as far as guys, I like. I mean, I'm always a sucker for Lee Westwood. I mean, you know me. Like, I, know. I, I love that dude. He's just a solid ball striker. Sixty-nine. That's that's kind of a little binky of mine. Like seeing that there, I'm like, all right, let's go, Lee. I mean, he was not very good in this most recent Middle East stretch. It was a good when I bet him fucking when he was over here the last time either. He missed the fucking cut. Didn't he make the cut at Wingfoot? I remember it was the Masters. He didn't do very well. It was yeah. the Masters. He didn't do well. That's right. You're correct. All right. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, no, you're like Bern Wiesberger. I mean, he's a solid ball striker in this range. Good scrambler. You know, I mean, like he finished T12 at RSM after the Masters, so I know he can kind of get it done over here. He played pretty well in the Middle East too. Um, I mean, just if you look at some of his fantasy national stats, they're really ugly. <laughs> like as far as like the correlated history or like him on fast greens, and he's not a very good putter either, so that's a problem. Um, the Euro I like though that is under the rare is Lori Cantor. And he's a big Englishman. Like he hits it really far. He's a good ball striker too. I mean, not that great of a putter, but you know what? I mean, like if if I see good ball striking down here and you can hit it a long ways and like he gains a lot of strokes off the tee. So and I think some of it's actually, it's a good combination of length and accuracy, accuracy. So, I mean, he's completely unproven, <laughs> but how do you get into the field then? I think he's in the top 20 in the race to buy right now. <laughs> so that, that's how they guys. I mean, that's why you see like, like JC Richie is like this Australian, like tour player guy. He's in the field. Like, like, like there's all these different order of merits from all the different golf federations that they have getting in. So, I mean, the bottom half of this feels complete trash. So I, it's no wonder people are, you know, 20% going to Lanto Griffin just because, you know, they know the name. But I think of the like popular PGA Tour guys, I like Kevin Na the best. And I mean, he's been hitting the ball pretty well. He's a good scrambler. And he's so I know, short, though. It doesn't matter. I mean, he was short and he did okay at Riviera last week. Yeah, so. Um, I mean, I, I, I know like he's a good iron player. He can scramble. He can putt. Yeah. That's and, good, and, that's and that's good a, enough that, for me. Yeah. That's a guy who can, if his putter gets hot, he can just, yeah, and, and he's been hitting the ball pretty well. I mean, he's, yeah. he, he's gaining about like 0.6 strokes with his ball striking, which is actually pretty good for Kevin. Now usually he just gets it all, you know, on the green. So you don't want to go with your boy cam champ. <laughs> it, it is a disgrace by the way, that camp champs in this field and Jordan speed isn't how the yeah. hell did that happen? Yeah. Or see who can, I know. I mean, it's that stupid. Like if you made the tour championship last year, you get into this WGC. That's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like even like Sebastian Munoz, he shouldn't be here. No, nah, he definitely shouldn't. No, he should. So uh, I, just, I know. It's figured I'd tweak you a little bit. <laughs> no, I, uh, Hard pass. I mean, he can blast. You know what? He can blast it all over the yard. You know, we'll see what happens. You know, maybe he'll set the record for highest uh, score on a hole. You know, <laughs> nice. All right. So before we get to the uh, the big shot, 
uh, the one and done. Uh, I got to let you know. Uh, listen, better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DGens only care about sports betting. The best part is, is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV, so you don't miss any of our videos. And if you're subscribed, you'll get a notification every time a new video is posted. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our Better Than Vegas page today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. Oh, there we go. All right. Um, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I hit, I hit the mute button. Okay. Um, the, uh, all right. So give us your, give us your big short. All right. Well, I purposely skipped over him uh, earlier in the seventh. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stop telegraphing that. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's chalky seven K guys. And I'm not going to go Palmer because I like the ball striking. I okay. think even though he's pulling like 18% ownership, it's hard for me to get away with that, but I, I'll go with the other chalky option because I've heard he's been the first name out of like all the show's mouths. He's got popular ownership too. And I don't like the direction of his game. It's Harris English. And the only reason why I think he's popular is because it's Bermuda and they're like, Oh, Harris English Bermuda. But I like kind of like a Webb Simpson, like the Bermuda golf courses he does well at are the short knocker ones. So, you know, sea Island, Sedgefield, Wiley, all those types of places at the bigger ones, like the big boy golf courses, he hasn't been very good. Like, and his ball strike has been bad. Like he was really bad. Tory pines. He was really bad at Phoenix too. That was re- that's alarming. And I mean, maybe like he finally won, like, did he kind of like take the, you know, foot off the pedal a little bit? You know, now that he knows he's got tour status, he wanted a lot of money. Now he's got like job security. I don't know. So I, I think he's going to be a big bust this week. He's chalky in this range. I think he's going fi- to finish outside the top 30 and oh. be pretty, you know, not helpful to lineups. Huh? So, I like it. <laughs> I like it. And you hate All that right. guy. So you love that. It's a big short. I do. I really do. Which means he's fucking going too well. All right. So for one and done, I'm going to let you start because I am the fucking worst at one and done. You are, you are bad. You are, I you, are you right. You went right back to uh, being terrible. Right back to it. Right back to it. Who did I want to pick other than Rory? I forget. Me too, but it would have been better. <laughs> I think I think you only had one. I think you went right to Rory. Did I go right to Rory? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. So I got. I already have somebody for you that I know you're not going to play, and this is for the Mayo one, which is already fucking lit up money. So whatever. Um, right. So uh, it's just going to be a, a spike campaign for me on that, and then R one and done will be different. But I'll let you go ahead and work it through. Okay. I mean, this was. I mean, again, you gotta want. You gotta burn a big name here. There's a lot of money on the line. A big favorite is probably going to win. Got to go big or go home. So, I mean, looking at the spectrum here, I and I ended up falling in love with Patrick Cantlay this week, and uh-huh. it's hard for me to find a flaw in this guy. Just like I mean, I I love where the ball striking's at. I love the Jack Nicholas, you know, doing well in his golf courses angle. He's really improved as a scrambler. He's a really good putter too. I mean, I, I think, I, I think more wins are in his future this year. I like, and I, I think, 
I think it starts this week. So Cantley is my one and done pick. And that was actually like looking over it. It kind of was easier than I thought coming to it. So okay. that's, that's my guy. Okay. I'm going with Xander. Smart pick. <laughs> Cause uh, if my curse works great, I get to, uh, I get to waggle it in front of your face and tell you he sucks. And if it works, yeah. then whatever. Yeah, as you take a zero. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Although you know what, it's you, you know what? I can't take a zero money. this week. Yeah, I can't take a zero. There you, go. <laughs> you will and advance can, a little bit. Exactly. And look, and, and while I shit on him, I mean, fuck, what was it? The first time he's finished outside like the top five and top ten in like I don't know, however many events. Like, yeah, he was invisible last week. He finished like T fifteen. Yeah, but it's the same thing with Rom. Like he was out of contention. You look at the leaderboard. You're like, holy shit, my best still alive. Where the fuck did he come from? You know what I mean? It's the same shit. So, I mean, Xander didn't play very well last week and he still had to eat that out. I think he bounced it back. So, all right. Cool. I like it. I like it. I like yours as well. The, uh, I already burnt Cantley and all one and done. Who'd you take? You took DJ last week, right? I took DJ and I'm a little disappointed, but you know what? Yeah, whatever. Didn't hurt me. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I, he, th- I, I mean, thought about taking DJ. He gags on Sunday. But the thing with him is, is like once he realizes that he's not going to win, He's like, dah, fuck it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the risk with a guy like that. I like, know. That oh, was just, shit. That was disappointing. I was hoping for at least a top five, and it looked like he was going to at least finish, like, inside of there. And Yeah, know. but his stupid brother kept telling him the wrong way to putt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I don't have any first-round leaders yet. I just I'm going to be honest. I'm not even going to touch it. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to pass. The odds are so short. Like new golf course with big, strong field. Good, good luck boys. Yeah. I think I'm, I, I think I'm out too. And the odds are, the odds are stupid short. Like it's not even the fun of it. You know what I mean? Like for me to get the odds, I'd like to gamble on anyway. I got to take fucking Andy Sullivan at plus 9,000. Fuck out of here. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's not happening. Right. So, so sorry. Sorry. So, moon off. We're, sorry, we're moon off. Yeah. We're you, no can, you, can, you can supply the Slack channel with your pigs. I'm not, even, I'm not even going to bother. It's yeah. fine. So no, I mean, I'll still probably sprinkle. All right. So then where do you want to start with the betting card then? Let's do, um, let's do the one you were talking about that you're trying to keep a secret. You said I might like, okay. All right. So I've been getting into these nationality props lately. Yeah. I like those. And, uh, there's one I really like, and I, and I may have mentioned earlier that I, I like, I want to like him, but I just, he's such a knucklehead. <laughs> I don't want to get too fascinated, but talk about him. Yeah, so you okay. get top Asian for Sung JM at minus one ten, and it's basically a head-to-head then between him and Hideki because there's another guy in there who is going to finish probably dead last. So, and I have okay. ze- I have zero faith in Hideki this yeah. week. I don't think he like I think these greens are going to befuddle him, <laughs> and the ball striking just isn't as good as what it used to be. So, I'm just going to take Sung J low Asian minus one ten, and that's where my money on Sung J will be this week. Dude, I love it. Yeah, I fucking love it. I'm going to go bet that right now. All right. <laughs> the, the, no, there, all there's right. another, there's another one too. Um, <laughs> the problem is like in order to like make money, you're at the bet a lot on it. So there's low it? South African oh. and it's going to come down to Louis or Bazaine who like, I mean, I think EDR is the, the juice. What's the juice? So on, it's like, it's Louis. like, plus, it's like plus plus one fifty on Louis plus two twenty five on the Bazaine hood. Plus so, I thought you were yeah. about to give me a fucking number with a minus in front of it. No, I love that, it's, it's, I love that one too. So you can, it's probably one of those guys are going to make 
are going to be the low South African because the other guys just there are trash. Like you have the guys from the South, from the Sunshine Tour, yet EVR, who I do not like at all for this golf course. No. Bunch of our guys just aren't going to do well. It's probably going to be those two as low South African. You're not going to make a whole lot of money, but if you bet both, you'll make a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. I like. Yeah, but for bets like that, like I bet bets like that, like I bet football. Right. You know what, you know what yeah, I mean? I mean, like, like pro- probably like between the two, it's probably like minus. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if if he put it in odds calculator. It's plus. It's plus money because if you're doing well, you're you're, doing, basi- you're basically parlaying both. Right. Then. Yeah, it's still so. plus money because you got plus one fifty on one side, minus one ten on the other side. It's plus money. All it's right, plus well, money. There you go, anyway, so, all right. I I I like that one too. But you'll probably have to bet both those guys and then. I mean, if VR ends up winning it, then you're really fucked. <laughs> yeah, so. just, there'll be a way to hedge at some point as that train disaster is fucking derailing probably. if that's happening. Probably like uh-huh. live, live top 10 or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so I guess let's go to matchups and we'll go uh, top 10, top 5. Top 20 is Marcus this week, boys. The price isn't there. Fuck that. It's not worth it. Find it in matchups. Find it somewhere else. Okay. At least that's my opinion. All right. I mean, I got a couple of top tens and top twenties, but we'll talk about them later. So, um, so the first one I'm going to start with, uh, you know, Daniel Berger minus one fifteen over Webb. I already said I really like Berger this week. I like him coming off the break. I think he's good fit for this golf course, and I, I have some hesitancies about Webb. Uh, I think the Rita angle with him is a little overrated, uh, just because, you know, I mean, I just I, I look at this tee to green, and I don't see Webb. You know, at least how he's striking the ball, and I've seen the putting woes on some of these faster Bermuda greens that gives me pause. So I like him there. Um, you get Will Zalatoris minus one twenty five or Max Homa. Um, I think Zalatoris is. He killed me, bro. What do you mean? <laughs> I got now, now I got cross. I got cross two off already. All right. Well then. No, no, you're fine. Just keep going. Yeah. All right. So Zalatoris minus one. So I like Zalatoris this week. I don't like Max Homa. I'm gonna go with that, and then. I say that he wasn't my big short because I think a lot of guys are out on him, but um, I am really out on Bryson this week. Ooh. And there are, and listen, like, can he carry over a lot of the trouble if he's hitting it well? Yeah, sure. But his misses are really big. And that means he's going to make big numbers probably multiple times this tournament. And what have we known about Bryson? When you get him around these tricky, like, with these golf courses with really tricky areas around the greens, he just wilts. So I don't like him at all this week. I don't under, understand like anybody who would want to go on him. So there's a lot of you know matchups on him. Like I think Tony Finau is matched up on him. You can get Brooks kept at like plus 135 over Bryson. Ooh. The one I like though is you get Hoblin minus 110 over Bryson. That's the one I'm I'm on. Man, and how weird does it? Feel the paid juice for Hovland over. Here's Bryson. here's the thing on this book, Bryson's actually the favorite at minus one twenty. This is the, this is one where like both sides is minus one fifteen. Ah, okay, that's fine. So minus it's minus one ten over Hovland. It's technically it's the underdog. It yeah. it, 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 and what do we say, class? Juice only matters if you lose, right? Right. I mean, I I, I really like Hovland this week. I love his consistent ball striking. I think Bryce is going to hit it all over the fucking planet. And while on some holes, like we saw at Augusta national, like on hole number 10, he bombed it on the fairway, hit three feet. They ended up missing the birdie, putt, and then the very next and the various hole on 11, he put it in the woods. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's going to happen to him a lot this week. And right. in order for Bryson, I think to win, he needs to drive the ball perfect. And I don't think right now he can do that. 
All right. I like it. I do like that. That's uh, that's ballsy. Um, so I, I, I'm on the first two that you're already on. I got Lowry over Sergio plus one twenty-five. What book did you find that on? Well, uh, you know, take, tell me offline. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, I got Rose over Fleetwood plus one fifteen. That's not a good. All right. Listen, bro. I'm telling you right now, Fleetwood is trash. Uh, fuck your Euro stats. Like, like, what did he do this last? What, what was it, what's his best placement in the last four European finishes? You keep talking, I'll find out. Okay, fair enough. Um, and then I also just going with our narrative as far as like the seven K chalk blows, and you got to avoid it all costs. I went Leishman over Palmer at plus one fifteen. I try to get a little juicier bets. Uh, this week to throw out on the pod, uh, try to stick with the plus money stuff. Okay. All right. So you want Fleetwood's best finish over how long? I don't know. Fucking last four events. I don't give a shit. Last four events. You finished T seven in Abu Dhabi. Okay. All okay. right. He also yeah. finished T two at the Scottish when he lists like a two fitter to extend the playoff. <laughs> Not care. great. <laughs> oh no. <Yeah. laughs> Listen, I still don't care. I, it was something about America. He comes over here. He gets scared. Because uh, he's English and he's afraid of us, and uh, yeah, that's it, America. So you, so you take another Englishman over him. Good job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, wait. Oh, no, did I take over him? Oh, I took. I just take Rose over him. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 um, I was like, wait, wait. No. I was like, no, Lowry's not English. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, do you got any top tens, top fives you like? I do actually. I I, I think the top tens are some good ones. I like. I think um, top twenties. That one's not as great, but I got a couple. So Victor Hoblin top 10 plus two twenty five. I don't think this is going to be the one he wins, but I just, I listen, he, he proved me wrong last week. He, he went to a really hard golf course and he showed up and that gives me a lot of faith in that. You can go to Kiowa and, you know, chip around those greens. And I think we can do it around here too. Did we tell them to bet that yet? What's that? Did we tell them to bet that yet? Tell who? Oh, every, everybody. <laughs> the fuck? No. Who do you think? no, that was our little secret. So sorry. Uh, we're both on Victor Hoblin to win the key. So, if, uh, if you go find that, if you go find like 41 on him, go bet it, which uh, we'll explain why. when we go do the PGA championship. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Got the number now. Yeah. I mean, like I I'm high on walking Neiman. So I know he's chalky for DFS, but you get him plus three twenty five for a top 10. I'm not concerned with the weekend, how that went for him. I still think, I just think that was, Kind of a blip. I mean, just he got, you know, I think the wind got the best of him that, you know, over the weekend. Yep. I think he'll bounce back a little bit. I like him here. And then again, you're going to hate me. Tommy Fleet with top 10 <laughs> plus 350. I mean, you're just lighting your money on fire. Lighting and your money on fire. Fine. <laughs> but I, I think he's going to have, I think he's going to have a good finish this week. I yeah. like, I like what I saw in the Middle East from him. I like the fall Euro Tour stats. I think the narrative that he just comes to America and is scared is bullshit. And I think he's going to finish like T six and shove in your face this week. Absolutely not fucking happening. All right. <laughs> not fucking happening. Fucking he'll play well on Thursday. He'll, he might even play well on Friday. And then he's going to run diarrhea down his leg on fucking Saturday and then just pay mediocre on Sunday. And that's the best case scenario. Okay. All right, so you, so you don't have any top tens? Oh, I do. No, no, I like no, I like the top tens. So I got I got Hatton. It's cheap, whatever. Plus fucking one ninety is where I can find it. Uh, I'm also on Hovland. Uh, I got plus two twenty, not plus two twenty five. Um, I got 
you know, whatever, same difference. Exactly. Uh, I got Cam Smith at plus three fifty. Once again, I told you I'm enamored with this guy. This is hundred percent gut call, man. This is it. I mean, it, it, hundred percent gut call. Like what I saw out of him on the weekend. I think he could play better on Sunday. Uh, and then, uh, I like my long shot with a uh, leashman at plus 600 for a top 10. That's not bad. I like, yeah, that. I like I, I, the number, the number enticed me. Um, you got any top fives? I only got two. No. No, okay. I'm not in top fives. So I did Rom at plus 200, uh, and then I did your boy Hovland at uh, plus 400. Hmm. So you doubled up on Hovland. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I, yeah. No. Listen, I'm I'm with you, man. I love Hovland this week. Um, I okay. just don't know if you. Can, I just don't no. Know I think I think that's interesting. You went top five and top ten. Yeah. Yes, whatever, man. Fucking. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I I don't love doing top fives. I mean, like that that can get dead heated really easily. I'd rather just do top ten because you might end up getting a. I don't think I don't think the I don't think the place I'm using now. I don't know about the new place, but the, the place where I still got some cash in there because it's paying the dick to take money out. Uh, the, um, I didn't get dead heated on the ROM, so. Oh, there you go. Right. I, I got I got dead heated on uh, Canelo Euro. That wasn't great, but some people didn't. So yeah, I just, uh, so thank so I mean, fucking Christ. Yeah. So. <laughs> Top 20s don't look great. There are no. a couple of guys on the plus odds I like. So Scotty Scheffler, top 20 plus 120. I like it. That's him. not too bad. Will Will Zalatoris plus 150, top 20. Like him too. And then I mean, I just had to because I, I ride hard for this guy. Robert McIntyre, top 20 plus 260. All right. I'm going to write that one down. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm but the, the, down. The, the problem is, I love doing top 20s that are like 5 to 1, 4 to 1. Oh, absolutely. That's what, yeah, those are the fun like ones. the bottom of the barrel guys. This yeah. Week, and I want nothing to do with them. No, not this so, game. on this course that we have no idea how it's going to play. Is he going to play minus 12 or 25 under who right. the fuck knows? <laughs> so. it's WGC. It's four rounds. The cream is going to rise to the top. Yeah. I don't have any faith in those guys. No, like not even being in the top 20, but not even being in position. Like we're just dead heat into oblivion. So, <laughs> Right. All right. So listen, before we give uh, the outrights and uh, sign off, I got to do last bit of housekeeping, man. Listen, better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets. It allows you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right. No VIG. And since you're buying positions uh, from other sports betters, there's no house and you can play for money in up to 40 states. All right. It's sports betting without the VIG, and you can literally cannot beat it. So sign up at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B E T T O R edge.com, promo code SGP. I'm starting to work them in a little earlier towards the end instead of like just dumping them at the end. I'm sure that makes them happier. <laughs> the, yeah, um, I mean, listen, like they come for the outright bets, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the last. That's it, man. All right. So prime ad placement right there. That's right. That's absolutely correct. All right. So, um, so do you real quick, uh, off a little side note, do you, when you listen to like other like golf podcasts, do you listen at like one and a half speed, two speed? What are you listening? Regular speed. I'm a pod. I'm a podcast junkie. I just have it on when I work and yeah. But so when I'm working, like I can't actually like retain a ton of information because like I'm working. Right. So it's mostly in the drive time for me. And so I listened to it at one and a half and I was thinking about it today. Like how fast must I sound at one and a half? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if I want to mess with the speeds, I usually do it half speed. Just so everybody- oh my God. That's, That's actually awesome. kind of entertaining for about two minutes. And they're like, <laughs> All right, back to normal. Yeah. I listen to like story podcasts, like, or like an interview I want to hear at like, one, but if it's like 
the uh, the other golf gambling podcast type stuff. Like it's one and a half. Like, all right, who are you guys talking about? What's your reasoning for it? That's why you're dumb. Cool. Move on. Right. So, so, uh, all right. Sorry for that tangent. Um, all right. So outrights, man, how many you got down? I have five and that's it. All right. What you got? So I already said, Patrick Cantley is my one and done. I have an outright on him. I got him at 20 to one. He's been bet down to 18. Some, some shops at the 16. Yeah, I, I still, still see like, an 18. I, I still like him. That's yeah. my bet. I like him. Um, I think Xander's going to get it done this week too. I, I I think he's so due. Like if you look at like some of the data golf, like stats on it, I know you hate the stats on this, but like they do, they calculate something called expected wins over the last two years. He's expected to have like three wins. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And at some point, just the way he's playing, like, I mean, kind of like a female last week, like he's put himself in position. That's just going to happen. I think Xander's going to put himself in a position this week at a golf course. That I like him real a lot at. I think he can get it done and it's 16 to one. It's not crazy. Like we've seen him at like 12 to one, like 14 to one. Like this is a little higher than what he had been. So, okay. So, and then, I mean, I saw Brooks at 28 to one. I'm on him just because I mentioned that I don't like Patrick Reed for DFS for the reasons I said, I like him for an outright. I got him a 30 to one. Just listen, it's a hard golf course. I, if you want to make the case that like Patrick Reed can't play well with a bunch of water and penal areas, well, he wanted Doral and <laughs> for real, that there, there's water every Everywhere. five. Feet. Yeah. yeah. So that was also seven years ago, but listen, I mean, I, I at least can point to something. Yeah. Man. Just by my mind. You grab on what you need to make that narrative work, homie. That's what I mean. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, I mean, I, I kind of regret putting this, you know, cause now the tiger got injured. I don't know how this is great, but I put a little bit on Jason day at 55 to one. Okay. Uh, I mean, just the fact that like the ball streaking has been so up and down, but if I can get an up week for Jason day at a Nicholas course where he's had a good track record before the scrambling and putting is so good. And like, and maybe I got caught up with like, when I put up the stat of like what you actually need to get done in order to win. Yeah. Like I, I was debating between Jason day and Justin Rose for like that kind of longer shot. I mean, because I mean, realistically, someone probably under thirty to one is going to win. No, no. The the top edge is probably fifty five to one, and I've already said like it's got to be kind of like a decorated player. So I end up going with Jason Day on it just because I think he can actually do the putting in order to get it done. Justin <laughs> Rose, I don't have the faith, the faith that he can do it there. So uh, Day, I threw a little bit of long shot on, but that's it. Yeah, um, man. I like I mean, that narrative. I like that narrative on Day. I just don't trust him. I I I I a hundred percent follow your line of thinking and. Definitely get it. <laughs> right, but I mean, it's 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 not right. Yeah, it doesn't play. So, it doesn't play. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, so uh, we are on. Well, let's see. Uh, so I threw JT at eighteen to one just because just because of the number. I mean, fuck. When the hell is the next time we're gonna see that? Right. So throw it on it. Uh, and I got Brooks at twenty eight to one. Hatton twenty to one. Um, I said I had Burger at 31 last night, but I actually had Brooks at 28 to one, so I had to I don't know I had to rebet that during the show. Uh, Burger, I got Reed, uh, same thing, 30 to one. I actually bet him after the Tiger news, um, 
God, that that would be the ultimate suck. (laughs) That Tiger basically's career's over, and then the most hated golfer ends up winning. Like, like (laughs) golf media is going to help that. Listen, man. Sometimes you just want to kick back and watch the world burn, bro. (laughs) There you go. uh, And then uh, I I put an out right on Cam Smith too. Uh, He's my long shot. And uh, all right, you can you can throw that out on probably Friday. The lack of faith you have. I mean, he's a fucking good golfer, man. I I know Cam Smith. I know when to get on him. I was on him last week. I know when to get off. Him. I think he nah. I get off him this week. All right, so, all right. Listen, well, I guess we'll find out. I, I, so I'm tempted to sprinkle a little bit on Hovland because I already have him in top five, top ten. I probably won't. I think he already got enough. That's what I'm saying. Like I think yeah. I got enough. And did Bryson's number drop? Bryson's at 20 where I'm looking at. Did he start at 18 or 16? He started at 18. He's at 20. Wow. That? No. Okay. No, no, I know. Listen, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I, it just, it just caught my eye. I was like, wait a second. I don't think that's right. Um, but all right, man. So uh, anything else you want to hit on before we bounce? I think we covered everybody. Yeah, I mean, sure. literally everybody. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we fucking did. Uh, yeah. So, listen, uh, for myself, Boston Capper, you can follow me on Twitter, Boston underscore Capper. Uh, you come to the Slack channel. Um, that's at the bottom of all of Steve's articles, and I'm sure it's in our podcast link and Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, so uh, come to the Slack channel. Come get some knowledge. This is where we typically pivot over the weekend, and uh, we make uh, we make some hay over the weekend, uh, and we can pivot off uh, some of the stuff we talk about today uh, once we get more knowledge in front of us, especially especially on a course like this where we have no idea what the fuck is going to happen, but that's why it's gambling, baby. So for Boston Gapper and the God of God himself, Steve Sherman, let's break them fucking books, baby. Let's go. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.